Halo, halo, Sacred Icon listeners. We used to do ads for other people, but I decided, why don't we do one for ourselves? Whether you're here listening to us for the first time or you've heard every episode, I'd like to briefly tell you what we're about and how you can support us. We have been doing this podcast since 2019, and with that has come lots of changes. We started as a primarily Halo-only show, but have evolved, combat evolved, over the years to talk about a wide variety of things in the realm of nerd culture. As you can imagine, we've made numerous changes to our platforms, usernames, and emails over the years, so now is the time for me to set things right and give the Covenant back their bomb. You can join our Discord by clicking the link included on our podcast feed. You can also send us an email or a voice message at sacrediconpodcast at gmail.com. We have a YouTube channel at youtube.com slash sacredicon, and we no longer use Twitter or X or whatever else the kids are calling it these days. So if you see someone who looks like us there, just know it's not us. Lastly, you can support us on patreon.com slash sacredicon and receive a bevy of bonus content. We're so glad you chose us to be the voice in your ear on this particular day and hope you enjoy the episode ahead. Hey guys, welcome back to the Sacred Icon Podcast, and today we're going to talk about The Mandalorian, Uh, pretty much the whole entire uh, series, uh, you know, this season specifically from beginning to end, and with me I have Johnny from the Pop Culture Hour Podcast, Uh, you may know him from in the past as Rogue One Johnny from Rogue One Podcast, Uh, really cool dude, Um, someone that Josh in particular has been a fan of for, I feel like, is it years, or is it just like a year, at least a year? (laughs) Uh, Rogue One we did for I want to say four years and then Pop Culture Hour has been for about like six months so almost five years now I've been podcasting yeah okay so probably quite some time then because the way Josh talks about it he's been listening to you for a a long time so Josh is the man Josh if you're listening dude I miss you bro I gotta come back on like when you're on yeah you do dude he's he's gonna he's gonna be cheesing so hard he's probably gonna be listening this while he's at work like through the middle of the night um but yeah, so how are you feeling in regards to Star Wars as a whole right now? Are you on a high or are you disappointed some, somehow? Definitely not disappointed. Uh, I mean, we are, in my opinion, obviously just my humble opinion, yeah. I believe we are experiencing the best Star Wars since the original trilogy. And that's not, listen, that's not knocking the sequel trilogy. That's not knocking the prequel trilogy. That's just my opinion. If I had to rank them, I would say... You know, the original trilogy that I grew up with, and now the best Star Wars I've seen since then has been Mandalorian Season 2. Yeah, I, I mean, I personally agree with you. And I'm somebody who, I feel like I'm one of the biggest like sequel trilogy apologists, because despite numerous issues, I enjoyed all three. At a base level, I just enjoyed them all. Um, but what they're doing with Mandalorian as a whole, in particular, what's, what's happening in Season 2 is just like, Whoa, are we back in the the OG times? Like it's just it's firing in all cylinders, and every time you think they can't up the ante, it's upped again. So uh, uh, since we're kind of just going to make this a, a short and sweet episode or a podcast where we can kind of you know get, let's let's get right into it and just get all those details out there. So what's the name of the first episode from the season, Johnny? All right, so season two of The Mandalorian kicked off with the Marshal. The Marshal. Yeah, and they describe it as the Mandalorian and the child continue their journey, facing enemies and rallying allies as they make their way through a dangerous galaxy in the tumultuous era after the collapse of the Galactic Empire. So they just kind of like set the stage, but the Marshal is basically uh, with Cobb Vanth, who is the Marshal of this like Tatooine town. 
and we see Boba Fett's armor. Mm-hmm. And we're like, whoa, that doesn't look like Boba Fett. Yeah. And, they, and they did this great thing because the armor didn't fit Cobb Vanth. Yeah. He was just like too tall for it. And then it was just like your basic episode, you know, like, I, I want the armor. I'll take it off your dead body. How about I'll give you the armor if you help us with this problem? And yeah. that's kind of like the theme with every episode. And they take out this, like, I forget the name of the creature, but this basically this huge Great dragon? Is that- there you go. My man. There you go. Exactly. Josh would be proud of me. <laughs> yes. No, very cool. Very cool. Um, and then that's pretty much the gist of that episode. But that, that introduces to Cobb Vanth, who was in the Aftermath novel, uh, introduced in the Aftermath novel. And although in the novel it didn't say Boba Fett's armor, it alluded to it. And then the Mandalorian, like it has so many times in the past two seasons, paid off. And it was Boba Fett's armor. Yeah, so did you have the experience, like did you know all about Cobb Vanth prior to this episode? I did. I did. I um, Although uh, I am known for absolutely hating to read, uh, my friends... <laughs> I do. I hate it. Yeah. I have to read worst. it. No, nah, it's terrible. People who read for fun, I just, I just don't get them. That's my, that's my wife, man. I, I'm with you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but thank God I listened to all my awesome podcaster friends, uh, and, and they filled me in on what the aftermath was and who Cobb Vanth was. And, uh, you know, it's definitely like a good story. I would like to watch it one day. Yeah. Um, but it didn't disappoint and it gave us uh, everything we needed. Well, yeah, I was kind of, I wanted to get your kind of perspective on that because, you know, Hawes on Blue Harvest had mentioned that he did not like Cobb Vanth at all. And this episode made him a believer. So what, what, what was it about Cobb Vanth that might have been kind of off-putting and this episode kind of put him in a good light? Was he just kind of a, I don't know, was he just uninteresting in the book or, I mean, do you really know what? No, I couldn't tell you, um, I couldn't tell you. And shout out to Hawes, by the way, who I did four years of Rogue One with. Uh, he's the man. Um, I couldn't tell you why he was portrayed in a negative light in the Aftermath novel, but clearly what probably probably won Hawes over and, and most of us, the reason why I liked Cobb Vanth is because he was just a man looking out for a small town. You know, like he was the sheriff and not like an asshole. Ooh, can you... No, that's that, that's totally cool, man. No, I thought when I first saw him on the episode, I thought the second I saw his face, I'm like, okay, this dude's going to be a doucher. And then he turned out to be like a respectable guy, you know? Yeah, he was just he was just the sheriff, you know? He was just looking out for a small town of people who couldn't defend themselves. And that's why he used Boba's armor, you know, to help, you know, defend people. So he's, he's right off the bat, like he's a good guy. And I was hoping we'd see him again kind of help out uh, Mando, Din Djarin, but it, it didn't pay out pan out like that so maybe maybe season three we'll bring him back yeah he's definitely somebody i'd like to see more of um i just think this episode with its running time which i think was close to an hour um and just the scale with the with the crate dragon and you know obviously the the stinger ending with boba um it was just such a a killer way to start the season because it didn't have any like giant reveals other than obviously boba with that kind of aspect ratio change at the end which was so cool um but it was just like wow if this is like the beginning what are we in for and that was the truth. I mean, that was we were really in for something. Um, I know Josh and I have talked about how we kind of both think, if we're trying to be objective, we feel like this might have been the best directed episode in the season, just personally. Um, how do you feel about it? Do you, do you feel that it was really exceptional, or is it kind of more lower level for you? You know what? Let's, um, 
write that down. Let's let's okay. go through each episode, okay. and then let me relive each episode with you. Yeah, and then and then let me answer that question. Okay, great. Yeah, uh, I yeah. think for us, just to make in short, the episode kind of felt like it felt very concealed. You know, an hour long, uh, kind of had its own plot. Um, it was engaging, great visuals, continually just shocked by what the show, it's a TV show, it's pulling off, it doesn't feel any different than the um, than the cinema. I know I know. Hawes had mentioned at one point that uh, they're like reusing some sequel trilogy costumes or alien stuff for the show, but you know, that sounds like something him or maybe or maybe you would catch, but for me it's just like, I, I can't tell, it's just all awesome. Yeah, I, I mean, I'll recognize a character, obviously, like, uh, like, oh, I've seen that species of alien before, but like, to have that in-depth knowledge like Hawes, no. Yeah. No, that's that's uh, why we have him, that's why we call right? him Star Wars Beard of Knowledge. <laughs> uh, take us to episode two, what do we have for yeah. episode two here? Let me read this. Alright, this one's called The Passenger. The Mandalorian must ferry a passenger with precious cargo on a risky journey. Okay, so this is the the frog lady um, <laughs> with her eggs. Yeah. And, you know, this was very much like a little, like a, um, like a quest episode. Like, you know, he's just moving about his business, trying to find, you know, another Mandalorian. Uh, trying to find, uh, as we now know, Grogu's family or his people or the jedi uh so this was kind of like like the side mission episode um what's most memorable about this episode is grogu or the child at this moment not quite yet named grogu that happens later um eating her eggs yeah (laughs) extremely funny dark humor all day i love it um, I loved it too. That's what I was curious about. Is uh, some people felt very upset about this. Did you feel that way? No. And this is where, like, I'm a pacifist, but like, this is the, these are the things that make me want to smack someone upside their head. You know, it's just like, come on, you're offended because it's eating eggs. It's like I eat yeah. six eggs a day. You know, <laughs> they're eggs. You know, they're not like, you know. They're not little babies swimming in water. And then you'd be like, oh, I don't know about that. But even the, even then, you know, you got to think like, you know, the estuary, you know, ecosystem and survival of the fittest and the food chain. You know, you don't get mad at the shark for eating the, the smaller fish. You know, it's just the way of the world. So yeah. there's that way to look at it. But um even you know less scientific it's just it's just eggs it's not I like I think for eat- me in the in the context that this is Star Wars and I'm not not to downplay anybody who was really upset by this but for me in the context of Star Wars I'm like this just kind of fits with Star Wars to me just like the humor and the fact that we have you know child or the child here that's an alien species kind of munching on some other alien species eggs in a tank like it just feels like Star Wars to me. I, I was really surprised at how many people I saw, especially on my Twitter feed, that were just like, "Oh, I can't ever look at Baby Yoda the same." <laughs> yeah, and it's and, and and well said, Bri. And it's it's established that this kid eats anything. Yeah, you know, like living most, frogs or yeah, whatever. Like most toddlers do, they just they yep. they put everything in their mouth. As and that was kind of you know from a directorial standpoint, it was kind of setting us up for what was going to happen with the conflict of this side episode, which was the whole him eating the spider eggs. To me, it reminded me of freaking Alien and the Xenomorph yes. with the eggs, you know. Yeah. Um, and I also think it's hilarious that uh, we talked about this at some other point, but uh, me and Josh, but my dad said when he saw where I was watching with my dad, I showed my dad this episode, and when he saw Yoda come back down the ice from getting the egg. 
He's like, that dude looked just like the the little clay dudes from like Rud- the Rudolph movie. You know, like the, oh, how do I want to put it? You know, like the Rudolph movie with like the claymation, you know, that comes on at Christmas every year. Do you know what I'm talking about, John? I, I mean, I've seen it. I, I haven't seen it in 20 years, but I've okay. seen it. Well, but the way I, that yeah, the way that those characters are moved, very stilted across the snow, is kind of how Yoda moved when he was coming down the snow. So it was kind of just this weird, like, and, and Josh thought the same. It was like this weird kind of throwback. Just the, the way they do the puppetry is it's cool. But um, I think this episode in general is the one that everyone kind of sees as like the the filler episode. Um, but we were later, and we we're going to get to this. We were later kind of proven that. Are there really any filler episodes? Because the the one that in season one nobody really liked was the uh, episode five from season one. The filler, what we thought was a filler episode. That's the one where Fennec Shan died, you know. And then later it came to be okay. That's not really a filler episode. We kind of got to no. It's some... introducing a whole new world. Yeah, yeah. Her totally. and Boba team up. Yeah. So I don't know if we'll see more come of this episode, but uh, I was really. You know, I really enjoyed it, and I thought the, the the spider creatures, which I believe Josh told me was, like, based off of artwork done, like, 10, yeah. 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. Uh, Ralph McQuarrie, uh, the amazing Star Wars artist who basically visualized everything we see uh, with small variations. You know, like, Chewbacca isn't a perfect match of what he drew back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zeb from Rebels is actually closer to the Chewbacca he drew than the oh, Chewbacca yeah. we know. Um, but like, you know, 3PO, R2, very close. Um, but Ralph McQuarrie actually designed that. And um, and they, uh, they're they just going through his, like, going through his sketchbook, yeah. like, I'm going to use that. Like, this I'm is gold. Yep, That's this is gold. gold. Yeah. And uh, it, it's really cool that they do that. It's a, it's a real nice way to honor him. Yeah. What do you think of the, um, the uh, New Republic fighters? Um, kind of saving Din there, and and their comment. The one dude's comment about how like uh, these are trying times, just kind of let you go, kind of deal. Yeah, I mean, they're they're tr- they're they're basically well. Anytime you see an X wing is is flipping awesome. Yep, I'm okay? with you. And they're that that moment right there established that the Republic, the New Republic, um, the old X wings and and whatnot are kind of like policing the universe yeah you know um and that's kind of like the role now they went from like rebel scum you know rebel fighters uh to now like the the state troopers of the galaxy yeah. so yeah you know so now we know what they're doing and what their role is you know they're just not like retired high-fiving you yeah know, they're, they're making sure stuff is 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 kept orderly yeah yeah, I think ultimately, I mean, that this is kind of the quickest episode to get through, but I think if, you know, if we hadn't, I think if we had a whole season that were episodes like this one, and we hadn't already been treated to all the, the great reveals this season, I think I still would have been happy. I mean, I think episodes like this one are still just great Star Wars content with characters we love. Um, but I think obviously now after finishing season two, I think it's going to be harder and harder for them to get by with episodes like that now that the stakes have been built up so much. You know what I mean? But yeah, you kind of feel the same because I feel like a lot of the episodes in season one were like this one. I, you know, I season, I, I just recently said about season two, um, someone, I forget her name, but someone tweeted, you know, Episode 16 was the greatest season, episode of Rebels, season two. 
And I was like, funny you should say that, because I said that after six out of the eight episodes of season two. Right. Yeah. I was right. like, this is the greatest yep. you know, uh, Mandalorian episode. Can't be topped. Can't be topped. And then, like, topped it, and then topped it, and then, like, maybe not, and then topped it, topped it, topped it. Yep. But, like, for real, this season was eight episodes long, and I was probably blown away six out of the eight times. And the one we're talking about wasn't one of those six. Yep. Um, but... I'm with you. Still good. I mean, like, look, you're eight hours of inter, almost eight hours of entertainment. So we'll call it seven hours of entertainment. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm okay with a slow episode here and there. Yeah, and like, kind of to bring it back to what you said in the beginning, like, not at all to knock on the prequels, especially like I said, I'm a huge fan of the prequel or not the prequels. I'm sorry, the sequels. Um, but with those sequels, it was a constant conversation of things people didn't like. Uh, even I mean, of course, with the Force Awakens, it was mainly the biggest complaint. I don't know if you agree with me. The two biggest main complaints of the first movie was just the whole Ray is Mary Sue, and it's just a new hope all over again. Other than that, first movie was kind of unscathed, and then of course, Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker, that it just kept building. But when you have we're on the second season of Mandalorian, and every episode, the main conversation is how is this one better than the last one? It's just straight fire over and over and over again. So I do John Favreau and Dave Filoni, but I, I personally accredit more to Favreau. Um, I like that he, you said that. Yeah, well, it's true. He's the showrunner, you know. But I feel like people mention Filoni a lot more. It, I, and you know what? And, and like fans. Yeah, like they just don't get it. I mean, and, and I don't mean to be disrespectful, but like he's the showrunner. He wrote six out of the eight episodes. It's his, he's the quote unquote George Lucas of The Mandalorian. Yep. You know, and don't get me wrong, he can't do it without Filoni, you know, because he could just turn and ask Filoni, he's like, is it possible to do 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 and have like a so good do does that make sense? And Filoni would say, no, and here's why, just do this and it works, or yes, absolutely, you're fine. Like, he can't do it without Filoni's wealth of knowledge, but I mean, as far as filmmaking, creating the universe, world building, plot structure, that's all Favreau. And all you have to do is look to the Marvel Universe, which Favreau... He kick-started it. Dude, he, he, the hardest part was the first two. You know, then it was, like, all done from there. Like, I love... And some... I You know what? I really try to be a good guy. But some idiot on Twitter was just like, oh, he's doing after credit scenes like Marvel. And I'm like... He invented the after credit scene right. with Marvel. Ever heard of Nick Fury? <laughs> like, watch Iron Man 1 and 2. Like, he... Yeah. That's him. Like, he created it. See, and you're kind of touching on a whole thing. This would have to be... This could be its own episode in itself later, but, like, some of, some of, the, some of the criticisms around Star Wars, I'm just like, what? Like, I'm just like, come on, like... You know, people want to judge uh, Star Wars like it's supposed to be high art or it's supposed to be like a Citizen Kane or it's supposed to be, you know, like this year's win the Academy movie at our show. And it's just never really been that. You know, I think the only movie that's ever really contested it, I mean, Empire kind of sits up there as this, it almost kind of eclipsed and be, it kind of went into this zone of be, being its own really high quality film outside of Star Wars. But, um, you know, People are complaining about, oh, I, I, I saw this character again. I, I wish this this show didn't need um, Boba or Bo or whatever. Or I didn't need an after credit stinger. It's like, well, maybe you didn't need it, but isn't it sure as hell a lot of fun? 
It is for me. <laughs> I, yeah, listen, I, like uh, kind of like what you're hinting at is the the negative uh, fan service label that it's getting here yeah. and there, dude. So what? Like I pay a lot of money. Well, not not for Disney Plus, but like, yeah. you know when you're paying twenty dollars for a movie ticket or what we do pay for entertainment. Like yeah, entertain me. So what? Like he's he's giving like these uh, we'll call them Easter eggs or like. Uh, you know, little cookies to the original trilogy fans that, you know, the little little older, like the Generation X or Boomers. Yeah. And, I, and I mean Boomer respectfully, just the Baby Boomer generation, the Gen X generation that kind of watched it uh, live in the theaters, the original trilogy. And like, you know, you're, you're, you're paying homage to that. That's not, that's not fan service. That's just, that's just giving something for everybody. Yeah. You know? And, and that's okay. You're allowed to do that. You're allowed to say... You love Attack of the Clones. You love the prequel trilogy. Guess what? We're bringing Hayden Christensen back, like, and we're gonna put him in the Vader suit, and he'll take his helmet off, like, maybe once or twice. But it's Hayden Christensen, and that's a nod to the prequel fans. Yeah. Like, that's awesome. Like, I happen to really enjoy. I want to say seventy-five percent of the of all three prequel movies. Like all of, and we're definitely going on a go tangent here, but follow me. Um, like, uh, I love all of Revenge of the Sith. And I love, I want to say, 75% of The Phantom Menace. And I love probably 60% of Attack of the Clones. Yeah. You know? Um, and there's people out there that just trash them. But, like, a lot less because now it's, like, the negative attentions on the sequel trilogy, yeah. like you were saying. Yeah. Like, the the, uh, the Force Awakens, which is my favorite of the three. Same. Um, you know, like, you nailed it. It's like, uh, oh, another Death Star basic weapon, you know? Star Killer is just, you know, it's just a ripoff. You're just basically doing Star Wars again. It's like, okay, well, it is Star Wars. Yeah. And you know what? Like, a weapon of mass destruction is a weapon of mass destruction is a weapon of mass destruction. Like, yeah. okay, like, it Not is what it is. In 83, we did it again also with Second Death right, Star. Right, so, right, right. Yeah. And no one cared bit. then. Yeah. No one in 1983 was like, oh, man, another Death Star? You couldn't think yeah. of anything else? Like, maybe yeah. put a gun in a planet? <laughs> exactly, and I think they've kind of they've kind of expanded upon Star Killer, Killer a little bit to make it cooler. Isn't there something to do with like Fallen Order establishes like isn't he on the planet or something uh, that it, you find out the planet was hollowed out for Star Killer Base through yeah. Fallen Order, I believe. But yeah, just connective tissue that makes it more fun. Um, but yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I could go so far into that. We'll, we'll bring it back to the episodes just so because I'm just I'm sure both of us can just go rabbit trail. Absolutely. Rabbit trail. Uh, what's the third episode we got coming? All right, the heiress. The Mandalorian braves the high seas and meets unexpected allies. So the introduction of Bo Katan. So we now know he is not the only Mandalorian in this universe. We know that he is the only Mandalorian that doesn't take his helmet off, as Bo Katan and uh, I forget their names, but yeah, same. Uh, I apologize for that. Um, and. We learn that uh, he's kind of like an extremist. The, the, thank you, uh, but in a good way. That's such a it's it's hard to find like um, like a positive word. But he's like a fanatic. He's fanatical. He's uh, but they basically made fun of him. They were yeah. like, you don't you're, you're one of those. Like you're yeah. you're one of those. You, you don't take the helmet off. Ooh, yeah. okay. Yeah, one of those guys. <laughs> yeah, you're one of those guys. And uh, and like she's like, ooh, this is the way, you know. Yeah. She uh, but <laughs> yeah. she definitely did like poke fun at him. Yep. And uh, I was actually a big Bo Katan fan up until the last episode, and we'll get to that. Yeah, I'm thinking something similar. Yeah, 
Um, but th that episode was basically, hello, there's more Mandalorians, and it's okay to take your helmet off, which you knew was going to happen eventually because you're not going to get an amazing actor like Pedro Pascal to keep playing this role and taking his helmet off once, twice in a season. Yeah. He took it off once in season one, took it off twice in season two, and you see him slowly letting go yeah. of that you know, fanatical belief that, like, I'm only a Mandalorian if I keep my helmet on. So that was, you know, introduction to Bo-Katan, the rest of the Mandalorians, and the name drop. Yeah, Ahsoka. Uh, man, I, dude, that this is the first episode, I think, I mean, I think we're pretty much on the same page. This is the first episode where everyone kind of walked away and went, oh, shit, this season's, this is something special. Like, not only did we just see Bo-Katan, but we got an Ahsoka name drop, and it's most likely she's coming. We knew that Dave Filoni was directing an episode two two episodes after this one. Um, yeah, man. This uh, also this is kind of where the Frog Lady kind of got her. Uh, this is where she was solidified as a loved character when she, her husband looked at her with with admiration, and they ran towards each other. And then, you know, obviously Grogu gets to gets to kind of see that, oh, wait, if I hadn't ate those, they would have became more of these cute little babies. <laughs> yeah, so so Grogu basically sees the, I don't know, tadpole, whatever you want to call it, yeah. and doesn't eat it. Looks like he's kind of like yeah. playing with it. So that that was cool. But yeah, that, that was that episode. Um, great episode, action-packed. That landing at the beginning I thought was really cool, where he like yes. fumbles it, and then the, the uh, how do you say it, Mal Calamari or yep, whatever? Yep. He's uh, Mon, he, M-O-N. Mon Calamari. Okay, yeah, he looks at the ship and just kind of shakes his head like, you're an idiot. You know, after he almost stuck the landing and just fell right in the water. And, of course, the way that dude fixed up the ship, it just... I know it irritated Josh way more than it did me, but it was just like... It looked like he was at Red Lobster when he got back in. It, it, it didn't matter. It doesn't matter now. No, it doesn't. No, it does not matter I, now. Not to skip ahead, but, like, uh, Jesus. Like, I love that ship. I bought that cool. ship. For three hundred and fifty dollars, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the Haslab stuff. Yeah, a little bit. So I, I backed it, meaning like I pre-ordered it, and if they reach a certain amount, and uh, you know, here I was, I was like, I finally have like the the new age Millennium Falcon first. Like I'm not gonna have to pay seven hundred dollars for it, you know, later on eBay, and then they blow it up. I'm like, you don't blow up the Millennium Falcon. Because that's yeah. what it was to me. It was this season's. It, you know, you're the surprisingly you're the first one that's ever put it that way to me, and I actually kind of agree. It does seem like the next badass ship everyone loves. Um, now I know this is a little bit of a tangent, but do you think we'll see its return in, in a new form? I don't know. I mean, it wasn't like the only of its kind. Yeah. But that'd be kind of like. I'd be honest with you. I'd be like, that's kind of cheesy if they. Oh, and here's another one. It looks just like it. Yeah. You know? Um, hmm. Probably but he's going to get a different shit. It makes me, you know, I feel like, I don't know for the full storyline of where they go with, with Din and whatnot, but at least for this season, it seems like, okay, this is the time to blow up the Razor Crest because the Slave One's going to take some of the spotlight from here on out. I feel like that kind of worked right. for this season particularly. Uh, but to kind of back it up a bit, I was going to say when um, when... Din and Grogu get pushed in the water and locked the cage locks over top of them. I gotta admit, when I saw that, I was like, wow, this is kind of brutal. And like, if Bo Katan hadn't showed up, dude and Grogu would have been dead. Yeah, no, they saved the day. They saved the day for sure. Yeah. 
I was. And I guess that I, was the death of the uh, little baby cradle that we were so used to floating. I know. I know. I I I, uh, I I like that. That's something that like, if they brought that back. Oh well, it doesn't matter now. He's with Luke Skywalker, but. Uh, I bet you didn't alert. think you'd be saying that at the beginning of the season. No, no, I never. Even, even like, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get yeah. there. Okay, we can, let's, let's go right to the next episode. All right. Hold on. Can't find it. Oh, I, I was just to say too the 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 dude. Um, oh, what's his name? The dude from Lost biting the little uh, tooth chip to kill himself. Uh, yeah. Electrical thing. That was kind of cool, and the whole, like, between that and the hologram of Moff Gideon, it kind of really paints this picture of, like, the Empire slash what I hope is the First Order kind of has to be on its way. They're still around, and they're serious. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, exactly. Like, and and I'm, I'm, I was waiting, if this might happen in Season 3, but I was waiting for, like, the word First Order to come out of someone's mouth. But right now, there's still, like, remnants of the Empire. Yeah, which is which is cool. Are you on? Vid- is this a video? Like, because my hair is all over. The place. Oh no, the video is not. We, we we have a video guy just so we can see each other, but no, it's okay. not. It's not recorded. All right. Yeah. all right, then Brian, I'm not gonna fix my hair anymore. That's good. You're just gonna, <laughs> That's you're okay. Just gonna, you're gonna see some some messy hair. <laughs> all right, um, episode four, chapter twelve. Uh, the Mandalorian and the child must make a stop on their voyage to have the ship repaired. They meet two old allies, and the Mandalorian helps them with the mission to destroy an Imperial outpost. I was kind of surprised. The uh, this is the one where I don't know what his name is. The the blue guy, the the kind of cringeworthy dude. That yeah, he... um, Horatio Sands is the actor yeah. from Saturday Night Live. I forget the character's name. I think as it well. starts with an M. I um, yeah, I'm not even gonna not even gonna try yeah. and guess. I, I he re- was funny, dude. He's funny. Yeah, he's funny. I want to now. This might be kind of gross. I'm not trying to be gross, but like, okay. So, long story short, um, we have a dog, and I don't know if you ever heard about like when dogs sometimes they have like bad rear end gas. You can get their glands expressed. Have you ever heard yes. that term? Yeah, I've, I've, I've uh, I'm not a dog owner right now, but okay. I've, yeah. Yeah, so you take them to like a pet pet store or a doctor, and they express the glands so that their their bum's not as stinky. Well, one of the things that dogs do when they have that issue is they kind of like they can potentially kind of like spray whatever when they're frightened or whatnot and you see i feel like they did that for this character there is a reason i brought this up everyone's probably going brian where are you going with this <laughs> the, the blue guy when he sees mandalorian he's like so afraid to see din that his uh his like glands on his necks neck kind of shoots out like this spray to show that he's afraid do you remember I, that no i'm gonna have to um okay I was gonna do like a complete rewatch yeah. probably uh, during uh, Christmas break, but uh, you know, right around December twenty sixth, twenty seventh, uh, I'm gonna look for that. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah. I was say because uh, yeah, as soon as he sees like he looks over, he's sitting at a desk. He looks over, he sees Din, and it makes this like sound, and the stuff squirts out of his glands. And you know, they'd already established in the first episode from season one, like he's talking about using the the bathroom and how he hasn't taken a crap in forever, which he didn't say it like that, but he's just kind of like his whole comedy spiel has just kind of been a little bit gross. I mean, I still like it. So I just thought that was kind of funny, um, but I was surprised they brought him back, especially in a season so chock full of amazing uh, reveals. Um, but this is the episode where, and I know I'm kind of skipping ahead, but this is the one that made me go, okay, they're not going to glance over first order cloning Snoke shit. Like this is where you see the tank with, what I assumed was a, a test trial at Palpatine or, or Snoke, however you want to spin it. Essentially the same thing, but in a sense. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, but yeah, and we see the the dark troopers for the first time in this episode. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of the stinger. Um, a lot of cool action. Um, this was the episode directed by Grief Karga's um, actor. What's his name? Carl uh, Weathers. Carl Weathers. He seemed really excited about directing uh, yeah, this episode. Yeah, the, the, the speed bike chase was, like, really good. Yeah, with that's, him on the turret and everything. Yeah, that's... And, and that's what, like, um, you know, this was... I don't want to call it a filler episode, but this was, like, um, you know, just kind of, like, action-packed. It really didn't... Because, you know, the whole time you're like, is this the Ahsoka episode? Like, yeah. you can't go from, like, Ahsoka and then, like, a whole episode without her. So it's just, yeah. like... And I felt so bad for Carl, Carl Weathers because everyone's just like... Get to Ahsoka. Yeah, yeah, get to Ahsoka. Like, what, what are you doing? What, what, what? No pit stop, let's go. You know, but uh, but it was a really good episode and action-packed. And it definitely like, oh, that's what they're using, like, the child's blood for. It's like, so it kind of like put two to two together. Um, so it did, it did give us a couple answers. And, uh, dude, shout out to Star Wars Explained. I think within, like, five minutes, they were like, those are dark troopers. Here's pictures. Here's the video game they were introduced in. And I was like, damn, my man's on top of it. Yeah, when I, I mean, obviously, you know, I'm not kind of, like, deeply as invested as Josh is, so I wasn't really sure. And I asked him, and he's like, I think, yeah, I think they're dark troopers. And then I kind of started researching them and, and found out that there was, like, a version of them in the old canon where they were just kind of robots, but then there was also like organic versions. And then kind of made me a little like worried because as me, somebody who actually really likes the sequels, I'm like, I feel like the sequels could be enhanced by them kind of planting these seeds of Grogu's blood and Snoke and cloning. And when I thought for a moment, those tanks might've been them trying to make dark troopers. I was like, Oh, that's not where I want them to go with that. But we later find out they're just robots. Like that's a separate kind of plot thing going there. Um, but the one thing to what you were saying with like how everyone was like, get to Ahsoka, get to Ahsoka. The fact that it didn't take us right to Ahsoka made it that much sweeter when we heard about the, uh, is it Typhon, Planet Typhon, where we see, or am I saying it wrong, Tython. Tython. Josh is probably like cringing at me saying it wrong right now. No, but where Boba's introduced, because at the end of the Ahsoka episode, and we're going to, we're going to back up here in a second. She's like, okay, you got to go take take Grogu to the stone and whatnot and see if a Jedi calls out. And we're going, okay, next episode's going to be filler. I really just want to see the, the the Grogu at the stone shit. And everybody was kind of rolling their eyes because then the, the time limit came, the, the time for the episode came out. It was like 33 minutes for the Boba episode. And everyone's like, okay, it's going to be a filler episode. And that episode ended up being one of those episodes where everyone was just like, holy shit, what did I just watch? But before I say any more about that, Let's just go on to the Ahsoka episode. Take take us away with that one. This is called the Jedi. I remember the title of that one. So, so once you see that, like you mentioned before, Dave Filoni wrote it. Dave Filoni directed it. They name dropped Ahsoka. It was like the worst kept secret in the world that this was going to be the Ahsoka episode. They didn't make you wait more than three seconds, and you see those white lightsabers. That surprised me. Just right off the bat, and she is not messing around. You see her cutting through people and trees in this, like, real ninja-esque attack of a fortress, which we later, you know, learn that, you know, they're controlling, like, a small town and torturing them for whatever reason. And just tearing it up. And then you see Din Djarin... Uh, show up and 
you know, you know, he says I'm looking for, you know, X, Y, and Z, and and uh, and then the deal was. This was the best part. Kill, kill the Jedi, and I'll give you this this Beskar spear staff. <laughs> and he's like, "Okay, where do I find her?" You know, because he was there looking for her anyway. Yeah. Um, and then obviously, you you knew he wasn't gonna try and kill her, but uh, he needed the information where she was. And then one of the most magical scenes in Star Wars history, not just this season. Ahsoka meets the child. They communicate through the Force. She learns that his name is Grogu. And basically, he's like, all right, that's, that's, uh, train him. There you go. He's one of yours. He's obviously got like powers, and they do the little test with the ball. Um, that sound everyone loves when he hears his name. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Th- it's I think it's a, it's a testament to their decision making on his name because I feel like this is one of those moments and it's happened in the past. The one thing I'm thinking of is I don't know if you ever watched the Hobbit movies. Kind of a weird analogy, but it, when the when Smog is introduced in the Hog, the Hobbit right. movies, the dragon, mm-hmm. I thought to myself, these movies. <laughs> some people are going to say Brian, they didn't work anyways. A lot of people don't like them, but for, what I thought was when they get to the dragon, if they don't make the dragon look and sound cool. It's going to ruin everything. Like, you can't have all this build up to the dragon and then have him not pay off. Well, when we finally, you know, people have been calling him Baby Yoda for two years or whatever, and we finally get to his name drop and it's Gro- it's Grogu, I feel like they kind of knocked it out of the park with that name. I think everyone's pretty warmed up to the idea of that being his name. Yeah. I, um. Or do you feel differently? Uh. No, I, I don't love it. Okay. Um, I spoke too soon. <laughs> but, I mean, no, no, no. I I, I don't hate it. Yeah. Uh, like, um, Kylo Ren, when I first heard it, I was like, ooh. Mm. I was like, that's my new Darth Vader, Kylo yeah. Ren. You know, but um, th- the only reason I don't love it is because, you know, um, I can't, like, baby-eyes it. You know, like, like you know, like... Uh, like my name's Johnny, so it's like a hey, Johnny, Johnny baby, you yeah. do Johnny, you know, uh, Grogu. It's like doesn't I can't like you know, Grogu goo. Oh, there you go. Oh yeah, there you go. Maybe that Grogu goo 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 goo. But like you know, uh, that's why I had a problem with it. Like I needed it. So, like you know, Chewbacca, Chewy. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have that like. That's a good point. I didn't think of that. You can't call him like Lil Grow or yeah. like. Low grogy, <laughs> it doesn't yeah. work. Um, but that's yeah. yeah, that's really that's. But I, I mean, I don't dislike it. It just it was, you know. Um, so uh, Sabrina, my wife, uh, we're getting a dog probably this summer, right? Um, we lost Chewbacca in 2017, and mm, sorry uh, thank you. He was definitely my best friend, best dog ever. Um, but like you know, this summer we're gonna be ready. It's been three years. You know, we're ready. Yeah. And you know, so I said, "Hey, let's let's call the new the next dog Grogu," and she said, "No, I don't like that name." No. She goes, but she goes, "I'll call the dog Baby Yoda." I'm like, "You can't call the dog Baby Yoda," you know, like number one, his name's Grogu now, and number two, like you can't call the dog ba- then just call him Yoda, like, yeah. and then you know you can't call him Baby Yoda. Yeah, that's kind of a hard one there. I mean, I guess you could call him Baby Yoda referring to, like, the baby version of actual Yoda, but that's two names, and people confuse it. Um, yeah, that's a hard one. 
You just call him the child, or just child. No, nah, <laughs> our <yeah>. dog child. <laughs> Meet the child. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, you, you kind of one thing you briefly skipped over was the um, they had like a, a two second altercation. Um, yes, Din and Ahsoka, which was really badass for those two seconds. And stupid me, I hadn't realized that Beskar could deflect the lightsaber, so that was really cool for me. Well, that's I mean that's when we first saw it. You know, we never saw Boba Fett take a lightsaber and live. I think maybe Luke hit him in, like, the jetpack, but you think, like, oh, it's just the jetpack. Like, he didn't get a good slice at him. So you never really saw, until that moment, Beskar can withstand lightsabers to a point. Because later you learn, if you hold the lightsaber on it, it will, like, get red and will eventually break. Um, But it can withstand it for a bit. Would you, now, Johnny, would you call yourself... Uh, are you are you kind of are you an OG like Clone Wars fan or is it something you came around to later? Later, no, I didn't watch it live. Um, I had to be sold on it. Same, um, same. I'm still finishing it actually, to be true. Oh, it gets better as it goes. Well, I've seen I've seen the first three or uh, four seasons, and I watched the seventh season, and I watched the Darth Maul mark arc. So I've seen most of it, but I've, I can't say I've watched it all. It'd be disingenuous. So. Okay, so the only. The only awesome episodes you've yet to see is the Yoda arc in season six. Okay. That is pretty awesome. And you get a lot of um, Star Wars history with those with those episodes. Okay. Like you get uh, you get Darth... Well, I don't want to ruin it for you, but... I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I mean, I, I think most of it's probably at some point or another has been spoiled for me because it was... It was... Josh has been trying to sell me on watching these since like 2011. And I'd watch a couple episodes and be like, eh, not feeling it. Not feeling it. It starts finally, off slow. It's like it does. Unless you love clone troopers, like which I don't. You know, you, you really gotta push through. But then, like, you get to season four, and you're like, I love this show. Yeah, that's, that's the mall. The mall. The, mall, the, the uh, you learn about Dothamir. Yeah. You learn about like Maul's brother. You learn about Maul surviving. Obviously. Well, I just I just made a post on Twitter about how like now that I've watched all this Clone Wars. I went and watched the prequels again, and I'm like, wait a minute. So you're telling me that Plo Koon sits there for two episodes and then dies in the third? This is ridiculous. And then, like, everybody commenting is like, this is how it feels when you've watched Clone Wars, you know? Yeah. He, he was a nobody to me when I just watched the prequels, you know? I, I don't even know if he had a line in the pre- in the film. Um, I'm going to say no. Yeah. The only reason why I really knew who he was is because there was a... Forget the name of it, but there was a really good... Nintendo PlayStation game, and he was one of the people you can use. And like, yeah. I, I like to use him a lot. He He's got cool. a badass design. Huh? He does. Yeah, it, it looks so cool. Yeah. And like, you know, that's all you need sometimes. Yeah. I mean, that's no, what got Bob that, Boba Fett through. That's it. That's that's what a lot of what Star Wars is. It's just it's just freaking cool. But I, the reason I asked is because uh, I know for uh, now, even for me, like I've had cultural awareness of Ahsoka for ten years, but. It wouldn't be fair of me to say like, oh, you know, I was waiting for Ahsoka in live action and it made me cry type thing because I just wasn't there like so many people like Josh was. Um, so what was it like for you seeing? Did you feel like Rosio, Rosario Dawson did a great job? Was it like emotional to see her on screen? Were, how, how were, were you happy with her portrayal? I was extremely happy with her portrayal. I think Rosario Dawson did a great job. I know a lot of people on Twitter and, and Star Wars didn't like her. They're just crazy. Um, I know I felt, yeah. You know, just she did a great job. Uh, did I get emotional about it? No, because I didn't, you know, connect with the Clone Wars like I connected with the original trilogy. And that's just an interesting that. yeah. 
like I was a grown ass man with a mortgage when I saw the Clone Wars. So like I, I wasn't quite sucked into the universe yeah. like when uh, like the original trilogy. And that's what a lot of that is. Um, the same way that like a 23 year old person wouldn't feel the way I do about Chewbacca. Mm-hmm. You know, like Chewbacca is my guy. That's my Ahsoka. So like, you know, there's that like generation of kids that Clone Wars was their Star Wars. That That was their gateway. Their gateway drug, right? Yeah. Into Star Wars. So they have this like strong connection with Ahsoka, like my man Corey, right? Uh, like Corey um, from Kessel Run Transmissions. Uh, you know, he loves Ahsoka, like, and that's what that was his that was his Star Wars. Um, so did I like it? Yes. What did it was it cool? Yes. Did I enjoy it? Yes. Happy with Rosario? Yes. Emotionally, no. I think we're on the same page. But but again, that's not against the the product or the actress. It's just that's not what what I connected. Yeah, each person has their thing. I mean, it's kind of like how everybody, you know, at least in my perception of the the Twitter podcast sphere, like everybody kind of went to Hawes for the for Boba, and everybody kind of went to Steel for for Luke. As far as what this is, what you personally were waiting for, and then there's people like with Ahsoka as well, and and Bo, but probably less so for Bo Katan, even though people love her as well. Um, but what'd you think about the rest of this episode? I think after I, the first time I watched it, obviously I loved it because of Ahsoka and, and you know, what was, what was there. But the first time I watched it, I was a little kind of surprised because I thought the episode felt very different from the rest of the series. It probably felt the least focused on Din for me of the whole season personally. No, which yeah, for sure. Was in, which was intentional. No, um, but, and that's fine. Yeah. And rewatching it. I, I definitely got a lot of like kind of like the Kill Bill vibes I've heard other people say yes. they got from it. Um, Listen, so. that that um, so we we kind of stopped. So the rest of the episode is they team up to take down um, I forget her name, but like um, same here, man. Uh, the 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 woman who runs the town, the town, you know. So they take her down, and Ahsoka versus her was awesome. Yeah. Um, that was just great action. Thrawn then, name drop. Yep, and then and then there's another name drop, like Admiral Thrawn. Like you're just like, my lord, the show doesn't stop giving. Nope, it doesn't stop. <laughs> and then we learn uh, later uh, that Ahsoka's gonna have her own spinoff, and it looks like she's hunting down Thrawn, which yeah. is cool with me, man. It sounds like we might get to see an Ezra in live action, hopefully. Yeah, not an Ezra fan. I, uh, to I be to, to be honest with you, I've seen so little of Rebels, I can't really speak to it. To I fair. listen. Uh, um, definitely give it a shot. Like, it's not it's not for me. I liked Rebels season one, and then it got really bad for me. And uh, like Ezra rubs me the wrong way. Now I'm hoping. Well, if he comes back in an Ahsoka series, he's going to be a grown man. So he's not going to be annoying, you know? Yeah. Um, so he might be really cool. And my next time I'm on your show or, or you guys are on pop, I would love to have you guys on pop culture. That would be awesome, man. Yeah, please. Um, my tune could be completely changed. I'd be like, dude, Ezra's the shit. Yeah. He's like, yeah. he's like John Wayne in space. Like, this guy's so badass, you know? And that can happen. But like, Rebels Ezra, like 12 to 16 Ezra, can't stand him. See, I'm, I'm glad you say that, though, because so many people, they like to get in this. And I've been guilty of it in the past, but like they like to get in this mental headspace that they're like, I have to be absolute. If I say I, my favorite character, character is Chewbacca or I hate Ezra, I have to be saying that 10 years from now. And opinions change, and that's okay. Nah. Yeah. 
and and uh and, and most importantly kind of like what i'm known for like i am i am uh i don't love everything in star wars i'm just not like a jerk about it like you know what it, i lo- i have to say i love i love like i said before we started recording like when i really get in the star wars mood i'm consuming all the podcasts i can and i the last episode i listened to yours uh before you guys became pop culture hour was the one where you went on by yourself to talk about Rise of Skywalker, where uh, you had nobody yeah, uh, with you. And I, I was at work, and I was like, okay, I got I to gotta hear this. And I was like, man, he's going hard kind of on his thoughts on it. And I don't blame him because of the investment. And even though I, I did like Rise of Skywalker, you know, it wasn't perfect. Um, so that was just I, – I, li- I like when people are raw and honest with their feelings. I just don't like – I don't like the absolutes that are just that don't help at all. Like I see so many people, and even if you've done this or other people have done it, it's not like I'm offended. But like I see so many people right now going, uh, the season finale of Mandalorian was so much better than insert other Star Wars property here, and I'm like, why are we, why are we doing this? I don't, yeah. I don't get it. That is that is just, it's just counterproductive. It's not healthy. Not only does it piss people off that you know. Or that you don't know, but it's just like you're just hurting yourself. Like, just don't even bother. Like, do you like it more than X, Y, and Z? Cool. Yeah. I Star Wars is all about ranking things. Like, yeah, right. I feel like Star Wars fans invented the ranking system. Yeah, sometimes. I do it all it's, the time. Sure, it's okay to rank, but like to say something like the Mandalorian saved Star Wars. It's like, dude, stop. Like, you like it? Cool. Awesome. You like it more than the sequel trilogy? That's your right. Rank it. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. You know, like, I think the first thing I said to you on this podcast was, you know, I feel season two is the best Star Wars we've seen since the original trilogy. Yeah. Just my opinion. Yeah. Not, not shitting on prequels or sequels or this or that. It's just really good. Yeah. It's really good. And, and I know, you know, it's like I see so many people right now who their favorite film in the franchise is Revenge of the Sith. And for the, for, in, my, in my opinion... For the first time in years, they're able to say that, and people don't dog them too much because it is now culturally accepted to say that. Whereas if you went back to two years before the Disney purchase and you said, I think the, my favorite Star Wars Revenge of the Sith, people go, are you crazy? Are you stupid? Have you seen the Red Letter Media reviews? Those movies suck. They can't act. And that, you know, everyone's moved on now. And now the thing is, if you say you love something in the sequel trilogy – they kind of treat you the same way. And it's like, well, when are we going to get to episode, you know, 10, 11, 12, and the sequels are God tier and those movies suck? Like, is it a vicious cycle? Like, how long do we have to be Star Wars fans to realize this doesn't help anybody? You know what I mean? Yeah, it, it definitely doesn't. And, you know, I like how you said, like, you know, 20 years from now, everyone's views might change. You know, and, you know, I think what really started the massive divide was the prequel trilogies and people were like, oh, they were terrible. And then all of a sudden The Last Jedi comes out and everyone that said the, the prequel trilogies were, were or the prequel trilogy wasn't very good. Um, I'm not saying they're the same group of people, but like that, that kind of hushed down. And then all of a sudden it was just like this anti-Last Jedi heat. Now, like I've been on the record, like Last Jedi, I'm not a big fan. But, like, there's 45 minutes of that movie that I love. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just wasn't a big fan of it. And and um, because I'm not a big fan of it doesn't mean that I'm going to attack actors or filmmakers on social media or say bad Crazy. things about them. Yeah. Like, 
I was, you know, very honest about parts of it I didn't like, and I gave my reasoning. Like, I'll just, just real quick, like the Canto bite subplot. Like, just in my opinion, just a waste of like time. Like, I mostly just, didn't like it either, personally. You know, it didn't go anywhere. You know, it didn't. It just kind of was all over the place. It's just like. I can kind of see why John Boyega is so upset now. Like, yeah, it's like, dude, like you were wasted in the Last Jedi. I agree with you, you know. And um, but again, I'm not like, you know. I think Rose Tico is like an awesome character. It just wasn't in a great part of the movie, you yeah. know. And it's got, and it sure as heck doesn't have anything to do with the actress. The actress is aces. She's a wonderful human being, yeah. and she's a talented actress. So it's like I'm almost afraid to say to people sometimes I didn't like The Last Jedi because I don't want them to assume or think that I was one of those jerks that would like message them on social media like, ooh, you're bad movie. It's like, no, 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 no. Yeah. And you're touching on something which I, I, I won't take in depth because it's not going to do us any good here. But like, you know that that movie, Last Jedi specific, people wanted to make it very political. They wanted to make it very like this thing, social justice, this thing isn't, you know, this movie had agendas and it's like don't you know like you said you know you're not the biggest fan of the last jedi it's not because you want rose tico's actress to not have a career you know like we make these assumptions that are just it's okay to just not like it we don't have to assume any kind of bad you know ill will behind it um but yeah no all all great points i was going to ask you real quick because i forgot you do you say your favorite and probably most people know this about you already your favorite character is chewbacca is that what you said yeah i it's um like it's it's uh it, it, it definitely has changed through the years, but I think, like, you know, now that it's all said and done, like the Skywalker saga, uh, I would have to say Chewbacca. Um, and a lot of that has to do with, I always, you know, people were like, I want to be Luke Skywalker. I'm like, I want to be Han Solo. Like, he's the man. Like, yeah, Luke's got the lightsaber. Cool. Um, but, like, dude, Han's the man. So it's like, um, but then... Uh, I got a, I got my dog, and I had him for ten and a half years, uh, till cancer got him. Damn it, cancer! Um, and then it just um, furthered the attachment, kind of. Further, thank you. Well done, Brian. Furthered the attachment to the character Chewbacca. So now, whenever I see or hear Chewbacca, I have that strong emotional connection to my That's dog. Yeah, and and I do, I can't fight it and. And it's been, Chewbacca died three years ago, so he was ten and a half, so for like 14 years, like, I've been really emotionally attached to Chewbacca. So, yeah, yeah he's I think, my favorite. I, I think we attach uh, emotions to, to different things in media, sometimes, you know, sometimes knowingly, sometimes not. Um, I'm My favorite Star Wars movie is The Force Awakens. That's my favorite. And... I'm not saying this is the only reason why, but I know one of the things is like, you know, growing up, my dad told me about the first time he ever went to the movie theater was his mom took him to see the original Star Wars. And so I took him to see Force Awakens and my dad cheered. My dad cried. My dad was so happy with the movie. And he was so sad that Han died because he loved Han so much. But he was just so happy with the movie, and we walked out of there. And my, like, I'm the kind of person who wants to like rank movies. I want to get the special edition. I want it in 4K. My dad's not like that. My dad's like the, you know, he's not into the technical stuff. He's not like he's not um, hyperbolic like I can be. But when we left that movie theater, as he's wiping away tears, he's like, if there was any way I could buy that movie right now and take it home, I would pay a hundred dollars 
because he just loved it so much. And I took, we went back to see it like two more times. So it's like kind of just this emotional like experience of like seeing my dad, how much it means to him, kind of reliving his like five-year-old experience to see Force Awakens. And like, that's so cool. And it just, you know, for people who maybe hate that movie, it's like, isn't it, isn't it kind of cool though that like people like my dad get that experience, you know? You just don't know where people's experiences come from. So. Right. And when we criticize these movies, and I don't mean me and you, but like the people that like go too far, like you really got to think that there's people out there like you, your dad especially, that loved it. And you don't want to like come off like a dick to someone yeah. who loved it because like you look like an asshole because you're like, eh, Rose Tico didn't belong in the movie. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, it's like, dude, like number one, you're an asshole. Number yeah. two, like, you're ruining the experience for other people. Just shut your mouth. Like, yeah. if you don't like it, cool. I'll listen to why. You don't like a plot point. You didn't like a design of a character's outfit. You don't like a ship. You don't like that, you know, blah, 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 you know. Okay, cool. Let's talk about it. I'll respect your opinion. But when you say stupid stuff, like, just to ruin the experience, I guess what I'm trying to say is sometimes they go too far because you liked it. Yeah. What do you mean you liked it? And then they try and convince you not to. It's like, whoa, you're just wasting both of our time right now. Like exactly. I think I think knowing who you're talking to matters too, because like you know, like you and I, I know we could be really analytical about Star Wars stuff, but I know with like for my dad, it's like for him, it comes down to same for Josh's dad. We've talked about this. It comes down to did they have a good experience? Was it entertaining? That's basically what it comes down to. So if I go to my dad and ask him about the Ahsoka episode. And I start criticizing how long the the tentacles are on Osaka or whatever or whatever you call the, her hair. Right, like, right. If I start criticizing the length or saying her lightsaber is not the right shade of color, then my dad's looking at me like, "What in the hell are you talking about, man? Like, it's just did you enjoy the episode or not? You know, like not everyone's a freaking nerd like me. You know, <laughs> so I actually funny you should say that. We, we, we uh, after this we should probably get back to the event. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. Kind no, of, no, I'm having a great time. I'm having a great time. Um, but I was I was actually one of those people that was like the uh, the uh, the Ahsoka lightsabers don't really look good to me. Um, that shade of white is a little off. Uh, but I was that guy. But like I didn't like I didn't hit up Rosario Dawson and Dave Filoni right. on Twitter. Be like, yeah. you ruined my childhood. What were you thinking? Why aren't they like real lightsabers? Yeah. No, I I know I have the same thoughts. I just I think it's the way we conduct ourselves that matters. Um, but yeah, like you said, let's to get back on top. We'll kind of just jump right into the Boba episode because I think we've covered uh, Asaka, ugh, Ahsoka's episode well enough. Um, what was this episode called? Oh, the tragedy is that what it was? Yeah, let me just make sure I don't mess up. The tragedy. It's like no. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Okay. So they get to I forget the name of the planet. Tython or Typhon? I think yes. it's Tython. I think it's with a TH, right? Tython. He finds the stone. Very funny moment. Okay. Uh, I got you here. You do, you're supposed to do the rest. Does this and look like, Jedi to you? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Love it. Uh, he's just like a little baby sitting on a rock. Like, what's up? And then, he's looking like, for like a button on the thing. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I do. how do you turn this rock on? <laughs> um, oh, great moments, man. Great moments. And then um, he gets distracted. Um, and oh, next thing you know, I don't know what you call it. A force blue special blue yeah. portal. Well, I believe he sees Slave 1 coming in. And then when he's looking at Slave, like checking out Slave 1, that's when the blue light goes up. 
Yep, and then you see Grogu full on like meditation. I know he's got like, the fingers together. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. And, and like you're just like, oh my god, he's so cute. Yeah. And then, um, and then Boba and and Fennec like just whoop butt. And then we learn that Boba Fett is uh, going to help Din Djarin with his quest. And, uh, yeah, that was the gist of that episode. Well, yeah, I think for me, first of all, I was really impressed by... Oh, in exchange for the armor. I forgot that part. Yeah, yeah, I was really impressed by... I'm glad that they made me like Boba out of the armor first by making him a complete badass with his staff and just wrecking Stormtroopers' helmets into freaking shreds, um... Because then when he puts on the armor, it was kind of like, it gave me a moment to like kind of define him as a badass without the armor for just a moment. And of course, when he shows up with it, it's just like this moment of, you know, proving to everyone who's ever been a fan of Boba Fett, you were right and validating them. Uh, it was just so cool. Um, I was, I know people made jokes about like uh, Boba bod, dad bod, and like the way he looked. I thought he looked awesome. I wasn't upset with it at all. Um, I, I, I mean, they really, so... They really made a choice. Like, they were like, because they easily could have put a thinner person in the armor, and we never would have known. Yeah, that's right. But they were like, nah, man, dude, Boba gained some weight. Boba's going to have a dad bod. And, uh, like, I definitely was one of the people, like, kind of making fun of it at first. I was like, dude, Boba fat. Like, <laughs> I, like Boba got fat. Like, it doesn't help that he has, like, a drape cloth for his bottom half, you know? Um, but, um, but I love the direction. I, I, looking back at it, like, that's where I can say I was wrong. My, my initial reaction was wrong because just like fat Thor, like in Endgame, like this is, it just made him more relatable. And then, um, later on you have another, um, out of shape, uh, person, the, uh, Bib Fortuna at the end of, uh. Just like, which is funny because he takes his spot. <laughs> yeah, right. And just just having Bib Fortuna got fat. Like it's just it's just awesome. It's just like, you know, John Favreau is just funny. Like yeah. I love it. Like yeah. it just I loved it. Now I love it. So I think I guess what I'm trying to say is like I was against it at first, mm-hmm. but then I saw it was kind of like a like a little mini theme, and now it's just like now I want all people fat. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna gain weight again. Like uh, it's gonna be weird seeing fat Fennec Shand. I don't. That's just ah, uh, she's weird. beautiful. Yeah, she is. She's a beautiful woman, man. And, and I really love fifty something. God bless her. It's insane. It's insane. And I love. I also just. I just love her character. I, I think she's a great addition. Um, and of course, we're, see, we're gonna see her in animation now as well, which is just kind of cool. It's kind of further her depth of character. I believe that's bad. Oh, we're gonna Bat. see her in animation. She's oh, in bad. Official. Okay. Well, I they they showed that. an image, and then and then the actress was like, "Yeah, that's me." Oh, so, cool. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure. Awesome. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much the gist of that. I like that because I was a little worried as the episode was kind of kicking off. I'm like, don't make me hate Boba. Don't make me like root for Din winning against villain Boba. And that's not what really happened. It was kind of like, yo, dude, just just give me my armor. Like, you keep your armor. I'll help you with the kid. Just, just give me the shit that's mine. So that was cool. Um, to kind of sum up that episode, what did you think about – You we got to see the Dark Troopers in action a little bit. Is this something that got you excited, or you're just kind of like, meh, it's whatever, meh, you know, Dark meh. Troopers? Nah, the, dark, the Dark Troopers really didn't get me, like, um, excited. 
Um, but I knew like you, you're going to need a mini boss. Like, yeah. you know, those of us who grew up with, Fitting, like, cause this feels like a video game, this whole show. Exactly. Yeah. You know, like little quests, little quests, little quests. Yeah. Um, so you need like a mini boss. Like you knew that, um, Moff Gideon was going to face off with Mando. You, you knew it, but you also knew that like, you got to do something to get there. So you need your mini bosses. So I, I you know, I get it. And stormtroopers go down so easy. Yeah. Like, plus obviously having the dark troopers gave us something for Luke to be a badass with, as we'll get to. Um, but oh, we also lost the Razor Crest in this episode. Yes, which we talked about. Come on, man! Just bought it. Damn it! <laughs> yeah. Well, you can say you got it before it was destroyed, right? Yeah, right. Uh, and then of course he goes and picks up the the Beskar steel or uh, spear from the from the wreckage, which. Everyone's going, this is going to be used against the Darksaber, which yep. it was, of course. Um, but And I think it's interesting that uh, Boba's like, you know, I don't know how he says it, but he's like, when he's flying towards the ship, he's like, oh, the Empire, they're they're not gone, you know, which to me, once again, hopefully I'm kind of thinking like, oh, this is more like alluding to First Order stuff. But uh, just going right into the next episode, this is the episode, this episode's really good. I don't have any complaints. I, the, I I made my first comment on Twitter after watching it was Mad Mando Fury Road because this episode felt like a little mini Fury Road. He's on top of the vehicles yeah, fighting and they're off. like, yeah, they're coming and trying to jump aboard and everything. Um, I liked this episode a lot. I think it was good, but just out of like a personal preference, I think it was my least favorite episode of the season. It just felt very different to me and it was like, it felt a little awkwardly off like topic from the show even though it was on topic because he had to get to Moff Gideon's ship. Um, what did you think of this episode, Johnny? I don't know what it's called, if you have that pulled up. or Bully, The Believer. The Believer, okay. So basically the purpose of this episode was to show the progression that Din Djarin is taking towards not wearing the helmet anymore. True. So he's with, I forget the character's name, but Bill Burr. Very funny comedian. Yeah. And really acted his ass off in this, He's great. In this episode. He did really did a great job. But it was basically to show, I will take my helmet off for a greater good. And he knew he had to do what he had to do to find the location of Moff Gideon's ship. Um, so he had to take off his helmet, do the scan. And then, um, you know, so that was, that was Din Djarin separating himself from that, like, fanatical Mando creed yeah. of... No one sees me without my helmet. Which was so, further solidified kind of by that hologram at the end where he's like, you don't know how much this kid means to me. Like, I'm yeah, coming yeah. for you, you know? Yeah. Um, I think the I think the moment that most people touched on from this episode was like the real tense moment at the table where it's Din, brown eyes Din. <laughs> and uh, the uh, the one dude who played the Night King in Game of Thrones was the bad guy. I don't remember his, I don't remember his name that was sitting across from Bill yeah. Burr's character and just kind of got... Bilber heated up, and I like. I don't know if it was if Hawes had mentioned it or somebody had mentioned it. I know I'm stealing it from somebody, but basically, um, there was kind of this moment between Bill Burr and Din where it's like, okay, I have to do this. I have to shoot this a hole because he let a bunch of people get murdered, and he's smiling about it, and I, I can't help myself. And then Din's like, I have to take off my helmet because I care about Grogu, and they're both kind of like, okay, I know you had to do that thing. Didn't see anything, you know. I know it mm-hmm. didn't see anything. Just kind of like a mutual respect there. Yeah, really it was a nice. That. It was a nice moment. Yeah, for sure. Um, but it was it was a good um, it was a good setup, and it, like kind of like you touched on, it was a further character growth for the eventual. Pen, it was the penultimate moment 
before this final episode. Um, but with that, you know, since we're running a little late here, do you want to just go right into the last episode? Yeah, yeah. Um, just call it Luke Skywalker's a badass. Like a <laughs> yeah, that's the title of this episode. Luke I mean, it's called the rescue. Rescue. Yeah. Um. So they they know where Moff Gideon's ship is, and you know they devise a plan. Um. Basically, they're going to... So, Bo-Katan is back, and her two, um, you know, other Mandos. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm sorry, one. I think it's just the one, the just guy, the I don't know where the he's... Guy, yeah, where the guy, where, where'd you go, buddy? Yeah, like, you were kind of random, and now you're not yeah. here, so... <laughs> yeah, but you, you chose the right one, because that's, like, the badass, like, female wrestler from yeah. the ECG. I forget Which her name. Which she confirmed earlier in the year that she would not be returning. It was a complete lie. Right, good Which, for her. Like, yeah. I want to be surprised. True, true. Um, and she totally disses Boba. Oh, or is it her and well, I think no, it's Bo her. disses him, but then she like fights him, kind of. Right. Yeah. They, neither one of them were impressed with each other. Yeah. And I think they were set now. Just talking it through with you. I think they're setting up like Bo Katan to like be like the next bad guy in season three. Which I it sounds like we're both not the biggest fan of. Right. I mean, it, you need your mini boss. Yeah. Like Moff Gideon is going to get away. He, he's not away right now, but he's going to get away. It seems that way. It wouldn't let him kill himself. You know? Right. Um, all right. So let's walk through the episode first because we went right to the end. Yeah. Uh, excuse me. Um, so they're, they're wreaking havoc. He's looking for the child. Finds the child. Moff Gideon has the dark saber. dark saber right to his little Grogu face. <laughs> they fight. Um, Which he says he's just going to let Din take Grogu because he doesn't need him anymore. Right. Double, does the whole bad guy double cross. Yeah. I have his blood. Take the child. I have what I need. Doesn't Did work. We- did we skip over the? I can't remember if it comes before or after, but the the whole uh, dark uh, dark trooper after. That's after so, where he punches in. Yeah, so okay. he thinks. I think so. Hold on. I no, you're right. Before. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. That was brutal. I'm just like this dude. He's gonna pound Mando's head through the ship. <laughs> like, yeah. If the they horn. really wanted to show the dark trooper strength, they should have had like a little crack in the best car. Yeah. You know, but they were like, no, he's fine. Yeah, it's too it's too beautiful to, to crack it, you know. But they wanted to let you know, hey, like, you might need a, a Jedi. <laughs> yeah. It's like, this is... Mm. But, like, it definitely, like, uh, like Muff Gideon said, like, you had your hand full, your hands full with one. How are you going to do against the whole platoon? Yeah. So it's like, we knew we were, like, in for it right there. And, like, you're thinking, how are they going to get out of it? And, uh, again, like, you, you were kind of tipped off that a Jedi was going to come and... You know the Twitter chat and who's it wasn't is a Jedi gonna come? It was who's gonna come? Yeah. Mace Windu was like my theory. Yeah, no. you're the one. You're the one I credit that theory to. Like I've seen it going around. And it always seems to point back to you. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Yeah. So um, I was wrong, but uh, it would have been cool too. But I'm cool. happy with what we got. <laughs> oh, very happy. So <laughs> yeah. I, I still think we might get some Mace Windu though, because it's definitely possible. It's just you've got so much built-up conflict between Boba Fett and Mace Windu that you can like explore because yeah. he killed his dad in front of him. Yeah, 
you know, that's Star Wars drama right Right? There. And Samuel Jackson, he's down to come back. And technically, uh, like, I know we got, like, a sem- we got a kind of final end to Samuel Jackson in Episode 3, but, like, it wasn't clear-cut that they couldn't bring him back. You know? Brian, if they can bring back half a mall and, <laughs> and all of Emperor Palpatine, they they can bring back a handless Mace Windu. <laughs> You make it sound like a like a recipe for like Rise of Skywalker, you know, or or just Star Wars in general. You need, you need half of one Darth Maul and just a, a full cup of uh, Palpatine. <laughs> yeah, I... you're right, dude. Anything that's the thing. That's, this takes me back to my comment about like Star Wars is not this high art, you know, got to be ten out of ten film experience. It's just fun. It's just awesome, you know. And sometimes it's more fun when you bring somebody back. Like Boba wasn't in the Sarlacc pit for the all of eternity. He's awesome. He's back and he's awesome. So. And and we wanted to see Luke Skywalker, yeah, to credit Steel ignite the green, yeah, and and be that video game version of himself that a lot of people wanted to see in the Last Jedi. Yeah, well, you didn't see it in the Last Jedi. You got more of a character development Luke Skywalker in Last Jedi, but you got video game Luke Skywalker in the Mandalorian season two finale. And my man did not disappoint. No. Um, the easy comparison is the Vader hallway scene in uh, Rogue One. Uh, very similar. Just just dark trooper after dark trooper. Just not even a match for him. Uh, just cutting through it. And then uh, my favorite was like the can crush with the force. I know. That was the final topper. That was like the... Because I, I mean, I feel like everyone's pretty much in agreement. It seemed intentional. They were trying to mirror the Rogue One scene with Darth Vader and you know with just the the slick moves that Darth Vader was pulling off in Rogue One it, they were giving Luke his own version of that and it was even easier to kind of like like it allowed Luke to have that kind of raw aggressive like he looked like he kind of looked like a murderer just like his father but because they're robots it's it's okay you know what I mean like are they're bad bad robots you know what I mean um but then of course when he gets in he gets in there and we finally have the the face reveal. What are your thoughts on this technology? And did you think it was going to be Sebastian Stan? <laughs> um, I again, I'm I'm not putting anything um, like uh, not, I wouldn't discredit or discount anything. So I was ready for Sebastian Stan. I was like, why not? Like they're basically there's no more rules in Star Wars. You know, they they will do anything now. So uh, when I saw it was just like a CGI Mark Hamill, I was like, all right, cool. doesn't look perfect, but what can for you do? What it, I'm fine with it. Like, people complaining, like, dude, stop. Show me someone who's done it perfectly, and then they'll have a little more room. No, it's like, yeah. you know, watch the original Star Wars, 1978 Star Wars. Like, you're going to complain about those special effects? Like, it is what it is for that time. You know, Tarkin in Rogue One was what it was for this time. Luke in um, Mando, probably a little better than Tarkin. You know, definitely better than the Leia they did in Tarkin. I mean, yeah, Le- Leia is the worst one in my opinion. Yeah. From Rogue One. No. Um, but, it, you know, it was fine. And then very touching scene. I was a little disappointed he didn't say, I'm Luke Skywalker. You know? He didn't yeah. drop his name. He just said, are you a Jedi? He was like, yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess it added to like because they because they they very much played him off as like a wise um, kind of strong silent type Jedi, and it kind of adds to that that he's not like yo I'm Luke Skywalker I'm the guy who totally saved the galaxy you know he very much was reserved. Yeah, I can almost see like an SNL skit like I'm Luke Skywalker, 
Hello. Yeah. Duh. Like, Duh. you know. Um, this guy. <laughs> yeah. I, they did a very good job of, like, I've watched it for that scene at least. I've watched four times already now. So it's like they did a really good job of, like, okay, we're going to show you some of his face. Okay, now we're going to show you other characters. We're going to show you Luke, but only from the neck down. We're going to show you some more of his face. Okay, now we're going to show you behind his head. Now we're going to show you R2-D2. Then we'll show you his face one more time. So it was kind of like, we know that it would be unfair to not show his face because like that's kind of a huge deal. But we need to do this in a way where it's more believable and we don't use all of our budget. You know? So I think they pulled it off really well. That, that, listen, it, it's awesome. I wouldn't change a thing, dude. Unless you can get like, I would probably rather a live actor uh, than CGI just because like, you know, I'll let go. You know, like yeah. I'll, well, I think I'll, for I'll me, it. I don't know if you agree, but I think for me, the fact that it's Mark Hamill is very telling to me that this was this was intended to be a cameo and not something reoccurring. Yeah, he's not going to get his own like series or anything. Uh, although that would be awesome. Yeah, if they were going to do that, I think we would have got someone like Sebastian Stan. But it, it seems clear that that's not the case, at least for now. Of course, would... of course, dude, we're going to be long dead and buried, and Star Wars is going to still be going. So th- there will be somebody playing Luke Skywalker in a show, series, movie, whatever, eventually. Yeah. So that'd be really cool. Um, what? How are you feeling about like Din having to take off his helmet, say goodbye, tear love, up? Love that. So I got to be honest with you, like, um, and this just this might be the dad in me, but like, I was like, don't go with Luke. Stay yeah, with right. your dad. Like, why not? Uh, I was pretty bummed that, um, not like bummed, like bad episode bummed, but just I emotionally wanted Grogu to stay with Din, and he didn't. He went with Luke. Yeah. And I was like, I understand this is what has to happen, and but like, if Grogu doesn't come back pretty quick, season three, I might not love the Mandalorian season three as much as one and two. It'll be a I'll different dynamic. It. Yeah. Yeah, like the whole show for me is Baby Yoda and Mando. Yeah. Um, I I need them back together again as soon as possible, please. Yeah. No, I'm I'm pretty much with you. Um, I I told Josh before, you know, as much as I I love this season, I love you know Luke, Boba, Bo Katan, Ahsoka. Um, the moments that really grip me from this show is Din, Grogu, and their journey. Like that's what I always like. I think. You know, I told Josh one of my favorite moments from this entire season was the moment before we meet Bobo where they're in the ship and he's like, Grogu, and he makes a sound. He's like, Grogu, he makes a sound. He's like, here, get the ball, get the ball. And he's like, you know, he says like dank ferret or something like that. And like, he's laughing. Like you're seeing Pedro Pascal, like he's laughing as the Mandalorian. And it's just this sweet moment. And it's like, wow, these are the characters I love about. Or this is what I this is what I love about the show are these characters, and then it's like they do that because they're about to take him away from you, and of course he gets rescued. But then, like you said, Luke takes him away, and it's just kind of like, man, I don't I don't know how I feel about this. Like I need my dudes together, you know. So, um, but yeah, to kind of put a closer on all that, Johnny, what what's your first of all? Tell me what's your favorite episode, just on a personal favorite of this season. Can you pick? I mean, it. Uh, this might be recency bias, but like the finale, like I mean, the it's rescue. Got Luke Skywalker. I come on. I mean, again, I, we we talked about you know earlier before in the show about you know who what was the best directed episode and stuff, but I mean, you got to give it uh, to Peyton Reed and the finale, the rescue. It's just, 
I mean, come on. It's got Luke Skywalker. You said it the best. Like, I am Generation X. Like, this original trilogy is what I grew up on. I didn't see it live in the theater or anything, but that's what I grew up on. Yeah. So, to me, my favorite episode, best directed, best acted, the moment between Grogu and Din with the helmet off, Luke Skywalker cutting through tin cans of Death Troopers or Dark Troopers. Um, I mean, clearly, clearly that episode for me. How about you? Yeah, I think, well, here's the good thing. I think, you know, I'm going to try to be analytical about it, but I think regardless of what I, what I try to be objective with, I think the last episode is in contention for the best episode. Like, it's not one of those deals where it's like, dude, the episode wasn't that good. It just had Luke. It's like, no, it's actually really dope. Um, I feel like, I think, I feel like the first episode was the most like, you know, it just had this consistent, straightforward, directed flow. It was John Favreau directed that episode. I just felt like the first episode was just from a, you know, and who am I to, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a filmmaker, but it just felt like it was perfectly done. The first episode, it just didn't seem like it had any kind of ups and downs. Um, so I think that was kind of, I think I'd go with that one being the best directed. My personal favorite of the season was actually the episode with with uh, Grogu on the stone and Boba. Okay. Um, and I mean, it, and it's a great episode. Yeah, and the interesting thing is, is like, I'm no huge Boba fan, and I'm, I'm not claiming to be at all. And it, it, on one hand, it's like, it's not because of Boba that I choose that episode. But then again, like, of course it is, because how you can't separate that episode from Boba. But like, it just... It was 33 minutes of just pure bliss and fun. You know, like I said, you had that sweet moment with Din and Grogu at the beginning. You had the whole video gamey kind of put him on the stone, see what happens. Um, does this look Jedi to you? You know, Boba, Fennec showing up, getting to see um, them just completely wreck a bunch of stormtroopers. Boba get his armor back. Boba proved that he's actually his father was really from Mandalore, fought in the wars. Um, it just had everything going for it. You know, the dark troopers show up, the, the stress you feel of like, okay, Grogu's gone. Like they're going to get him back. Right. Like imagine we're talking about being a little bit sad that he's with Luke, but like, imagine if Grogu actually like died, like that was never going to happen. Right. But if it did, that's a whole lot of note for me, dog. Like I can't, <laughs> I can't handle that, you know? So that was the episode for me, but there was no weak spot. I would give, this episode, I'd say I give this season like an eight or nine out of ten. You know, it's it's it's. I'm just gonna give it a nine. I'm gonna say it's a nine out of ten. You know, because it, it's hard for me to say it's perfect, even though you know the the recency bias, kind of like you say, makes me want to go like ten ten. Like they gave me more because this is more than I ever thought I'd get out of this season. Than I think anyone did. Um, yeah. And of course, like watching season one, if somebody had told you like Mark Hamill's Luke Skywalker is gonna show up in this show, basing off season one, you're just like. That no, that doesn't make any sense. Like that doesn't compute. <laughs> Dude, just just like you ready? Let's just run through it real quick. For the people that read the books, you're gonna get Cobb Vanth. You're gonna get it's confirmed Boba Fett's armor because that's an Easter egg in itself. Yeah. Then you get Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Yeah. Then you get Ahsoka. Ahsoka. And then you get Luke Skywalker. Yeah, uh, and you get um. And I, I miss somebody. What's his name? Uh, For, Fortuna at the end. What's his name? Oh, Ben Fortuna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he just, I mean, still, like, you get to see yeah. that palace that, you know, for, like, especially, like, taking yes. you back to Return of the Jedi days. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you get to see more of uh, the Mos Eisley Cantina, which I know we saw in season one, but there was a lot of just kind of touching on those things. Um, even, even little stuff like Bo Katan saying, like, I've heard your voice 
plenty of times because you're a clone. You know, it's like, hey, have you watched the Clone Wars? Have you seen the yeah. prequels? Like, it just felt cool to be a Star Wars fan. And that was a cool nod when they were trying to figure out who's going to, like, get their face scanned. He goes, let's just say they'll know my face. Like, yeah, right. Yeah, it's kind of everywhere. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, man, it's just... And then it was kind of like, you know, we had all this this big drop of, like, Star Wars content to come beforehand with the Disney investors meeting. You know, Crazy. we got... So much to look forward to. You know, the Soka series, Hayden Christian is coming back. Plenty more that we've all talked about already. And then we get the Book of Boba reveal at the end, um, which I'm going to be honest, I didn't watch the credits. I went on Twitter and then immediately someone was like, watch the credits. I'm like, oh shit. Went back. I'm like, oh shit, there's more Book of Boba. So um, I'm sure we're all, I'm sure you're excited for that, right? <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, I'm going to watch it. Yeah. I'm so. curious like what. You know, like, so the Ahsoka series, they set up, like, she's going to try and find Thrawn. You know, the Obi-Wan thing, they kind of set up. You know what he's doing there. He's protecting Luke, and you're going to have Vader in there somewhere, but Vader can't know about Luke. Um, so you kind of know a little bit about that. I don't, I don't know what Boba Fett's going to do, just wreck shit and be in charge. Okay, I'll watch I it. I'll watch yeah, it. I'm I, in. I'm in. I, I, yeah, I mean, I'm in, too. I think... We're probably reading too much into it. I know a lot of people have been. I've been as well. But, like, the fact that it's called the Book of Boba, it makes me wonder if it's going to be some kind of, like, chronicles of, like, different things he's either done in the past or he will do just because of the title. Or if it's just going to be a, a current running thing. There's also this conversation that I've kind of annoyed Josh with, uh, but I always will defer to him. for He's going to know way more about Star Wars than me. But, like, there's a conversation on Twitter right now of, is the Book of Boba Fett actually Mandalorian Season 3? And I asked Josh, I, yeah, I I asked Josh so. about that, and he's like, no, man, no, they confirmed that. It's being worked on. But just the way in which I'm pretty sure they've confirmed Book of Boba Fett, December 2021, and Mandalorian Season 3 2021. So it just kind of seems like, yeah. I don't know, a little weird. But I don't, they're not the same. I don't know why people. That's how Josh is. Like, he just doesn't understand why that's even a conversation. I don't even know where it came from. Yeah. Plus, like, Kathleen Kennedy said there would be 10 Star Wars shows, and they only announced nine. Oh, so really? Okay, the that's Book of Boba will be ten. Great, cool. So again, um, credit Hawes for for counting that for me. Yeah, <laughs> what would we do without that guy? I, dude, I'm telling you. Um, yeah, so just kind of sum it up. So I'm guess for you, it's like original trilogy, Mandalorian, right? Yeah, I it just if I really feel it's the best Star Wars we've seen since the original trilogy. Again, just my opinion. I agree. And that thing is like on an object, I just feel like if I'm trying to be objective. I'm just like this, this has everything to offer everyone, you know, and it really connect, it's connecting everyone. You know what I mean? It's connecting those prequel fans that are just like hard into the prequels, you know, the OG people. And I mean, it's a little light on the sequel stuff, but we also just came off of five years of that, you know, and it is, it's still kind of connecting those tissues, those tissues as well. So, um, yeah, it's just a great time. I mean, I, we have so much to look forward to. I think all 10 of those projects are coming in the next, like, three or four years. Um, so, yeah, Johnny, thank you so much for being on uh, the show. Dude, uh, I mean, I've talked to you a little, but Josh knows more about you. He talks highly of you. And I'm like, after doing an hour and a half with you on this podcast, I'm like, yeah, Johnny's pretty dope. So, <laughs> totally right. So, uh, we'd love to have you on again, of course, if you ever want us on your show yeah. beyond or dude yeah we'll set that i'll I'll, uh, I'll dm you guys we'll set that up that sounds great uh yeah johnny's from the pulp 
culture hour. Do you want to pitch like your uh, like handle and stuff like that, or where? Yeah, yeah. Uh, basically, you can find me and the shows that we post. Uh, if you're if you're on Twitter, it's at Pop Culture Hour. Uh, if you're on Facebook, you can find our Facebook group, the Pop Culture Hour. Um, Instagram, Pop Culture Hour. And if you want to check us out, we're on, you know, iTunes, Google Play, whenever you can find a podcast, we're on there. And uh, that's really, I think that's it. And we talk about um, anything and everything, uh, pretty much movie and geek related. Uh, It doesn't necessarily have to be like Marvel, DC, Star Wars, although that's our main interest. But like, um, I think the next episode... Um, actually, I don't think we, we didn't do the Mandalorian wrap-up yet. Um, but after that, like, we're going to get into, like, the Cleopatra movie that was announced. So, oh, cool. uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of like a history buff, so we're going to talk about that. And so we, we pretty much do everything. Yeah, I think, that's do a really, everything. I think that's a really cool approach you guys have because I think for anybody who's, like yourself, who's been kind of in that narrow one-topic uh, podcasting thing for a long time, you're like... You know, not only is there more that I'd like to talk about, but generally there's a lot of overlap with like what your listeners want to hear, you know? Yeah. Usually if you like Star Wars, you've probably seen something Marvel, you know, just, it's pretty simple, you know? So, yeah. uh, really great podcast. Uh, Johnny's a great dude. Uh, would love to talk to you more, be on your show, do whatever we can. Just kind of, I don't know, just have more conversations. This was great. I mean, absolutely. I feel like if we had nothing to do, we could go another hour and a half. We know we could. That's pretty much every Star Wars fan right now. I know, right? But uh, guys, uh, stay safe, happy holidays, and keep it sacred.